0: Thus, the content is not suitable for consumption in the workplace, especially when played back on a speaker in an open-plan office or similar environments, any minors under the age of 35, or any pets including fluffy little killer bunnies, your trusted guide dog, unless on speed, and cute T-Rexes or other associated dinosaurs. Welcome to Linus and Laws, Season 1, Episode 94. I think maybe not
1: pick a number. Yeah,
0: actually, it's 93. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent, Martin, not to worry, not to worry. It'll uh, be in the title
1: (laughs) anyway, so I (laughs) wouldn't worry about
0: Martin, how are things anyhow?
1: Yeah, yeah, slightly melted, but okay. Apart from that,
0: Why melted?
1: It's kind of warm.
0: Uh,
1: okay, (laughs) yeah.
0: I mean, we're recording this in February of 90, <laughs> sorry, not 90, but 2034, mm. because Martin Visser has just successfully deployed again a time machine, so I reckon Martin Global Warming has turned out to be quite positive in that case, if you're melting.
1: By by that time, it's probably, yeah, yeah, everything's underwater, so (laughs) probably a bit too far in the future. But this is Um, not a
0: podcast about weather, but rather a podcast about Linux in-laws and the feedback. And with that, I would like to welcome our guest tonight. Shay. why don't you introduce yourself a bit? Hi, my name is uh, Shay, and I
2: am... um, a big fan of this podcast. Uh, I really wanted to take a minute to, you know, thank both of you guys for, you know, spending your time on this and making it available um, for everyone. Uh, I have a lot, a lot of fun listening to it. Um, I get a lot out of the podcast, and I, re- I really appreciate um, you inviting me on to 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 do this, um, yeah. So, thank you.
0: You're more than welcome, no, welcome Shay. Thank
1: you, thank you. Um, yeah.
0: The thing is, before we go any further, maybe Shay, uh, if you want to, why... so that wasn't that didn't have anything to do with me, right? No, I mean the th- <laughs> the reason basically so, well, was that on did, purpose, right? Wait, <laughs> the question, why? So, why do you, I mean, why don't? Yeah, yeah, go so, ahead, sorry.
2: Sorry, go yeah. ahead. Okay, so why don't I talk about my Linux journey? Uh,
0: yes, and before you do this, basically, I, maybe I should could, maybe I should shed some light on the reason why we invited you, because you bombarded us in a very positive way, I might add, with about 25,370 emails. <laughs> I was, was going to say, is... I can't... <laughs> Well, yeah, we just, so first, <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong, which is greatly appreciated because that would be a first because Biku just sent mm. us about seven emails or something like this. <laughs> so you are, you come in first, but as, it's, it's, as a matter of fact, does, this does is he get a prize actually? We, we do, yes, no, he doesn't actually, I'm afraid. <laughs> Maybe in the future. <laughs> could, well, that's, you could send him that's a exactly, surely. Yeah, That's exactly send him a that's exactly the, the the feedback that we do appreciate. So without further ado, Shay, the, the floor is yours. So you know at first I I I was
2: concerned because uh you know the last thing you want to hear, you know, at a comedy show is like, hey buddy, why don't you come down on stage? I'm afraid that you get you know you might <laughs> jump me out here. <laughs>
1: it may still happen. Well <laughs> um
2: So w- what what am I supposed to do? The the
0: Linux journey or what are we Any anything goes. Your way okay. to the rock hotel, the way you handle contraband, <laughs> weapon selling, <laughs> just give it a go. Yeah, so um
2: I guess I discovered Linux in college. I I can't remember the person's name, but he he actually does occasional broadcasts on um, Hacker Public Radio, and and he was sort of explaining the difference between Unix people and Linux people. Do you, do you remember this? I can't remember the guy's name, but he said that.
0: Huh. Hacker Public Radio used to be our main. Mm. Platform. I know. yes. Before that's we... yes. can oh, if you're listening, not feelings, Ken. but <laughs> Ken considered us to be what's what I'm looking for.
1: Syndicating or something? Here.
0: No. Yeah. So was that was actually um, not incubated, but grown up? I suppose is the word I'm, that I'm looking for. So we decided he, to move to move the hosting platform to someplace else. But Ken, if you're listening, full credits, the old adage still goes. Thank you. He shoved you out of the nest. Oh, he very fucking much did. Did he? And and and, and we are explicit, so I can't say fucking. Yeah. So how, I don't. This, how, I don't
2: know. I mean, I'm just. I was just a a,
0: a watcher you
2: know and listen sender, okay fair enough. <laughs> no like, but I mean, i'm i still actually do i will we'll <laughs> see <laughs> see i spend a lot of time listening to podcasts and i feel uh-huh. like i get it you know and I, I, s- I i listen to a lot of podcasts so so i feel so, like can, I can get... you
1: na- name some of them just out of kind
0: of just to we... name the competition yeah, mark, yeah, that's right yeah yeah
1: exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's okay, no worries.
1: When right, you said, well, said that we, we're the best ones out of the all.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I... Give it a shot. No, I. I so
2: I I really yeah. do appreciate your format. Um, the release schedule is great. You know, the, the fact that you, I'm not inundated by uh, content uh, because I, I like to listen to, like, a broad scope of, of uh, different topics um you know anything more than once a week is is too much i think that your release okay. schedule is is really you know top notch uh the interviews are great i think that uh you know you you, you give a a sort of a broad a very um Potch, potch. <laughs> topic. No, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> it's, it's it's off the topic. <laughs> no, honestly, I I've by and large lost interest in in Hacker Public Radio. Uh, when why when you well when you left, I do. Okay, I used you... to listen to that. Um, okay. wow. fairly. I mean, I I would you know, I started listening to Hacker Public Radio around the time that. Of around the time of the the separation, um, right. and yeah, right. I um, there's it's nothing against Hacker Public Radio. There's just too much content. Like I feel like if if I'm going to you know listen uh, to um, uh, a podcast, I really want to be able to go back. Go back to the beginning and listen all the way through. Uh, I think I, I get a better idea of what's going on. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's just me or um, but there's so many episodes of Hacker Public Radio that I just can't. <laughs> I don't think
1: you manage <laughs> <that one. laughs> Perhaps
0: yeah. now is the time for the listeners who have been following our podcast and uh, to shed some light on the history of something called Linux in laws. Because when we started the podcast, Martin and myself, about three and a half years ago. And yes, we are recording this in the autumn of 2023. I spoke to Ken Fallon, who is the one of the main people behind Hacker Public Radio, and asked him if he would be able to give us a launch pad, so to speak. And he was more he was more than welcoming to give us that specific facility. And I reckon without HPR, and again, if you listen to this, full credits, without Hacker Public Radio, we wouldn't be there where we are today with syndication or the rest of it clocking in. I reckon between 7,500, between 10,000 downloads per episode because the world just spread around and people just started to pick up things. And we will go into the details in a minute or two when we speak actually about feedback. But the thing is, without Hacker Public Radio, without that initial kind of... Platform, it would have
1: been a lot harder to to build. Yes, exactly.
0: So Martin would have spent a lot more money of his, of, his, of his drug income, I'm joking, on marketing. But now he's in a quite comfortable position actually actually fire each and every marketing department mm. that I'm trying to build up. Which is, of course, okay. Maybe
1: you should reconsider that. <laughs> <laughs> Since Marco it's not been very successful. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I so
2: I, the, my read on the situation, and, and of course, I'm, like you said, an innocent by, bystander, was that, like you said, it, Ken Fallon was uh, agreed to sort of um, bootstrap us. Bootstrap, yes. right? Absolutely. And that, but then, what was going on with the community? Was there? The there comu- was
1: all sorts of stuff. Like you have your own website and things like that. Like, uh, yeah. And you know? Was that? Was <laughs> that? What, so, was that yeah. co- so, what I'm
2: what I'm saying was: did did Ken did Ken kick you out
0: of the nest, or was there no. a mutiny? Martin just didn't bribe the right people. I'm tempted to say, <laughs> if. <laughs> is <laughs> there anything to go by. <laughs> no jokes aside. Uh, Martin, yeah. You want to you want to retell the tale, or should I do this?
1: <laughs> no, go for it.
0: The thing is that there were different, sing opinions with regards to what Hacker Public Radio really is. We consider this to be a launch pad, and again, if can, well, Rick, we we consider this. We thing... considered Martin, go a... ahead.
1: You consider this to be a series on Hacker Peppelin Radio, really, right? So so you get individual contributors yeah. that do something now and then. And we had a regular schedule and stuff like that. And that kind of made it, uh, yeah, so some people objected to that fact. And
0: that some people they, got um,
1: yeah. really
0: pissed off with that. And then hmm. a certain Mr. Christoph Zimmerman made a couple of mistakes with regards to... <laughs> Objecting to this, and the rest <laughs> is—I'm tempted to say history. Mm. But without, as again, again, without hacker public radio, we, we wouldn't be there. So it's not Ken and the team because Ken and the team is just awesome. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Hacker public radio has been around for decades. They are still serving the community. Never mind any troubles that you get certainly along this path. Because Hacker Property has been going on for at least one or two decades, if I'm completely mistaken. So, with that sort of line, in, you are bound It's an, to an impressive problems.
2: project. It's a very cool project. Super impressive. I think no, they, just, do
0: gr- they do great work. Absolutely. You know, from, what I, from what I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. No sweat there. But some people, saw, uh, sorry, some. Cooks are just spoiling the broth, so to speak. And that's exactly what happened with regards to, and I fully appreciate the fact that HBOW is a community project, some members of the community, and rightly so, objected to some of the wording that we used. Fair enough. So that's the reason why we decided, on a mutual ground, to leave hmm. particle Radio. You know, I was listening to both, and I, I just... It seemed like...
2: Um... There was a sort of a, a community
0: kerfuffle. I don't, I don't know. Yes, Just... but the thing is, basically, at this year's Foster, as in 2023, mm. I still was at the HPR booth handing out stickers and all the rest of it because I do. And Martin was there too, although he couldn't attend the booth, for 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 scheduling reasons, because I still consider HPR one of the driving community projects. Never mind Linux in-laws being part of HPR or not. You
2: only have the Linux in-laws episodes on the website. Everything else stays as part of Hacker Public Radio.
0: Is uh, that right? It's it's quite different, actually. We, are, I'm tempted to say... no. I mean, that wouldn't do HPR any justice, but when I spoke to Ken first back in 2020 about launching the whole thing and all the rest of it we considered Hacker Public Radio to be one of the main community hosting sites. Again, HPR in hosts on archive.org. So eventually, we ended up there too. But this is just a distribution issue. So whether we host on Packer Public Radio or archive.org doesn't matter. What is actually matters is, is, is the RSS feed and the website. And that's exactly what changed, if at all. So you can still listen to the archived episodes on Hacker Public Radio, which again will reroute to you to archive.org. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now we've just changed this hosting infrastructure to archive.org directly. And that's the main difference. The RSS feed contains the change pointers, but if you just subscribe to the RSS feed, that's all that matters. Because you will get your contents f- from wherever we hosted from, and that's the main difference.
2: I guess on on the website it only goes back to season one episode eighty three, right? Or am I missing something?
0: There is a back catalog. We only do the last ten episodes on the website.
2: Oh, okay, all right. So the
0: rest is actually on the back catalog. I see which, that. Okay, which. Parts point back to HPA episodes, again, which point back to archive.org, and the rest directly goes back to archive.org. It's all reflected in the RSS feed. So just subscribe to the RSS feed, and then you have the content. Simple as that. Going back to your yeah. initial comments, Shay, why yeah. did you start to listen to Linux in-laws in the first place? Now that we actually, apart from every who never, who all, who never, basically went for being being part of the show, he wasn't
1: Biku, that keen.
0: Biko, yeah. if you're listening, just, still, still welcome. You're still <laughs> welcome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, Shay, why did you listen? Why, why did you start to listen to us? Because you would be one of the ten people listening to us. I'm joking. <laughs> well, I think that uh, it's
2: sort of you know, the black humor, it's not for everyone. And, uh, I, th- I don't think everyone gets it. I know I've, I've shared episodes with friends of mine and they're like, and they don't get it and which is okay. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's entertaining, you know, and, and not, not only that, you know, that it's entertaining, it's about, uh, stuff that, I'm interested in. And, you know, y- y- this podcast covers uh, a wide range of topics, you know, in the free and open source ecosystem, right? You you, you cover that topic very broadly, but you're not afraid to, to get down into get go deep into a topic if need be you know some of some i don't want to name like another podcast and throw them under the bus by
0: all means just go ahead by all <laughs> means do it <laughs> we have no no swipe.
2: <laughs> yeah so some some i feel like you know you could just you could just swap the brands the brand names and and run the read broadcast. and it's like well what you know it's just, it's the same, same thing over and over. You could just change, change the names and, and it, and, uh, and there you have it. You know, it, I, I think it's, it lacks substance. This podcast does not lack substance. And, yeah, you... and I, you know, yeah, go ahead. personally, I think, you know, that's, that's the type of person I am. Um, I don't know. Have you ever, let's see, There's there's two types of, people you know there's the people who are an inch wide and a mile deep and the, <laughs> yeah <huh? Go> ahead. <laughs> and there's people who are a mile wide and an inch deep and yes. but but they can you know they can drill down if they need to they know where to look and they can drill down and and i find that i think that's sort of the the way that i am um uh, probably because I have like attention deficit disorder, you know, I, I get interested in something and then I get interested in something else. And, you know, I, I kind of just try to track the 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 points of the topic, you know, in case I need to go back there and find something, I know where to start and I know how to drill down. And I feel like that's, um. I think this podcast helps me with that, covering a lot of topics that I wouldn't, it really wouldn't be on my radar if if I didn't listen.
1: So, is it personal interest for yourself that you, or is it something job related, or something that you can mention on that on that front that you're interested in these kind of topics that we cover?
2: So, it's it's not it's a hobby. Okay, it's a hobby for me. So you're um,
1: an open source hobbyist is that fair to say?
2: Yeah, yeah. I would I would consider myself a hobbyist. Um, you know, I studied computer science in college, and Let's see. Then, you know, I was introduced to Unix uh, through sort of the C, Unix, and the internet course.
0: That makes Um, you Generation Z or something, as in 25 years old?
2: So, I, (laughs) no, yeah, I'm, I'm older. Yeah. So, I, I'm a millennial. Ah, okay. I'm a millennial, yes. Yeah.
0: So how come you know about Unix? Well <laughs> okay. I'm just <laughs>
1: asking
0: that's all You see Martin is touching 70 and I'm sixty-five, so we're just asking that's all. <laughs> no, that's cool. I guess
2: when I went to college, I, I guess it really I think the same reason that Linus uh, wrote Linux is that you know, he was interested in in Unix, but he couldn't afford a subscription, you know. And I was pretty broke, uh, and I had spent a ton of money on a machine, you know. And and then if I wanted to do anything, you know, I had to pay more money, and I hated it. You know, the other thing that...
1: <laughs> Did it come with Windows, Ben? <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
2: you, you, of course.
1: You have to yeah. never consider the BSDs of the world. <laughs> it's quite hard to buy a machine without windows right so,
2: so yeah so. so this is this is just the beginning of my my journey I guess you know so I buy a machine uh, for college and you know it has windows on it and if I want to do anything I have to pay you know and I don't have the money for that and um, the other thing I didn't like is about uh, windows is that you couldn't you know, you couldn't really do what you wanted, you know, you would run the, like this executable and it would, it would install the program somewhere. Like I couldn't tell it where I wanted to install it. You know, it's just very, you know, pushes me into a, a particular way of, of doing things. And I understand that there's a reason for that, you know, but it just wasn't for me. Um, Then I, so I discovered, and I, I like to know how things work, you know, and, and Windows doesn't really, at the time, you know, Windows was not the, the system that would facilitate learning. So I, I took a class in C, Unix, and the internet, uh, and we used FreeBSD, uh, it was like the department server. I, I went to a technical college, which is different than, um, it, it was like a trade school. You would say, right? I, I've I've heard uh, on this podcast you talked about what a technical college is, sort of in the European context. You know, mm-hmm. a te- technical college being like a, a sort of a uh, like a MIT or something. But that wasn't the type of school I went to. It was it was more like hands-on stuff, uh, and you know, my advisor was like a unix system administrator and so he set up a unix system and he ran all his classes on it and we would uh you know um do different you know install web servers uh we created like we configured these cisco switches in the lab and you know sort of replicated an internet quote unquote um you know and do stuff like that so so anyway so he was – the the system we used was FreeBSD, which was cool. But, again, it wasn't mine. You know, I had to ask permission uh, to do anything, you know, and I couldn't do anything uh, above what the administrator would let me do. Um, so, yeah. So um, going back to the Hacker Public Radio <laughs> – we're going to go in a loop. So there, there was somebody on Hacker Public Radio who who sort of described the difference between like Unix people and Linux people. And I just I'm going to mess up his description, but I'm going to get it roughly. I'm going to get it roughly correct. And uh, you know, he said that uh, you know Unix people are they're kind of like Catholics, right?
0: Martin, <laughs> <and> take note.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. So like. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, they it they uh you know they don't like push their religion onto you, but you know, deep down inside they know you're gonna go to hell.
0: <laughs> you <Yes>, serious <laughs> and that's what coming from BST guy. Okay. Wow. Yeah. No, no, no. So
2: so then Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, so like a Unix person, they like don't care if you use the software or not, right? It's it's usually just for them. Right? They're making things for them. That it's okay if you use it. It's not, okay, you know, it's okay if you don't. It's up to you. Whereas Linux people are more like uh, evangelicals, you know, where they want you to use it's Linux. This is the way.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I, I get that, but you <laughs> see, given the fact that BSD is an open source operating system as well, I would consider these people to be on the Linux side too, because Unix is quite different from BSD. In the so, old in the I'm days. I'm confused. Say it again. BSD is quite different from the from System 5 or System 7. Because System 5 or System 7 in the old Unix days would be a proprietary operating system with regards to license. And BSD was exactly the opposite. Because right. BSD was actually yes. one of the first operating systems to be under a permissive license. Namely the BSD license. And Linux is too, not too far away from this with regards to openness, permission, being permissive and all the rest of it. So I'm a little bit confused about why that BSD person said that this is the way. So
2: Unix BSD types, now, I don't really know very many, right? Um, I knew my professor, but the the point is that they would use Unix on their system, right? But they don't care what other people use.
0: I, I, I yes, I mean, if it was System Five or System, or, or, or system Seven, yes, I, I appreciate the fact. But BSD was already a permissive license in terms of you take the operating system, yes, 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 you go, you do whatever yes. whatever you want to do with it, yes, permissive yes. license, yeah. So my my point is, is that.
2: Is that, you know, they use it on their system. They don't care if you use it on your system. If you want to use it on your system, go ahead. It's fine. It's open. It's free. You know, but they but they're not going to try to convert uh, Windows and, people. Okay. Into
0: and things spe- are different. Okay.
2: Where, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So I so I don't know why I, I this description resonated with me. Uh, it's probably because, th- so this is part of my Linux journey, right? So I, where I went Absolute to school. <laughs> so I went to school, it, I went to school in the Bible belt, you know, and so, you know, it was not uncommon for, uh, for you to be walking to class and you would um, find somebody who was, um, trying to, you know, save your soul on campus.
1: I thought he was gonna say sell you some drugs. No. <laughs>
2: um, but they would they be, are, you know,
1: well, Around on a different corner.
2: <laughs> yeah, they were on a different corner, right? So so, so anyway, yeah. so I so okay, so going back, right, so I'm taking this Unix class. I hate Windows, or at least it doesn't fit my purposes. I'm walking through campus and I see this table, right? And there's these kids right there. And a lot of times I would stop and talk to these you know, religious people just out of entertainment, right? So I go up to this table, right? And I'm expecting to get a Bible. And he hands me a copy of uh, Ubuntu, the hoary hedgehog. So they were, that's how I met my Linux user group, was they were on campus handing out CDs. I say, oh, this is cool. This is, you know, I could use this instead of Windows. Nice. Well that's the story. I I think that's why that that's that the story about the difference between people who use Unix and people who use Linux are different because it's sort of like Catholics and evangelicals. Like Catholics sort of, you know, they they uh you know, they practice their religion and you know, they don't, don't push it on to, anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But deep down inside they know that everyone else is going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whereas uh whereas an evangelical is actually out there preaching, you know, the good news. So
1: use Linux, <laughs> okay. oh, yeah. This is a uh, diff- different um, this sounds a bit like one of our uh, uh dark side episodes. <laughs> use Linux so you'll go to heaven.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's how I met my Linux user group.
1: All right, excellent.
2: That's, that's the beginning of my Linux journey. We had a
0: bad. Um, uh, what happened afterwards?
2: Well then I was able to do I was you know I was free. you know I was free to do like,
0: like, like everybody is after that journey or beginning of their journey sorry keep it going yeah yeah
2: yeah I could you know I could install software where I wanted I could uh, do what I wanted on my system, which was you
1: know um,
2: very cool. Very cool.
1: did you have any, uh, let's say, okay, so you were converted by the by the Ubuntu guys, and since then it sounds like you joined that user group. And are are you doing the same kind of converting people? To- <laughs> <laughs> she, no, I was. Hey,
0: sorry, before you answer this, Martin, just checking, has Canonical sent us the check? I wonder.
1: I don't think it's arrived. To be honest, <laughs> so we we'll <have> <laughs> Finance, to <laughs> uh,
0: Mr. Shuttleworth, if you're listening, <laughs> this is your chance. There's something wrong with your <laughs> <Sorry>. post? <laughs> exactly. I didn't. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That was just an administrative issue. Yeah. So then I, I got in, got interested
2: in you know how the system works, and so uh, by using different operating systems, uh, it just was. Um, I'm sort of mostly interested, or at least I was mostly interested in like the hardware software boundary. And I just was fascinated, you know, how, how does this machine, right. uh, Take electricity and produce, you know, all the uh, programs that we, that we see on the screen, you know? And, and so I, um, I studied, uh, the ZOS, it was uh, an elective. Which is,
0: which is proprietary, I might add. Yes,
2: it is <laughs> proprietary. I'll give you that, yes, yes. But it it enabled me to get a job at IBM uh, after I graduated.
0: You Okay. Word oh. <laughs> <laughs> of everybody does, to a certain extent. Martin, I cannot speak to that, but <laughs> certainly I've been there and went back anyway sorry yeah. I yeah but at the, at the
2: time i mean ibm um was very pro open source and
0: you're talking about the early you were talking about the early zero 2000, days as yeah, 2001 2002 or something like that 2010 okay okay yeah so you went you joined ibm and did what if i may be so nosy I guess I would call it the Processor Resource Systems
2: Manager, which was the – that was the product name, and then the 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 feature was a logical partition. So it's just a bunch of branding to say that it was the hypervisor that I, I –
0: You um, worked on ZOS itself, mm.
2: okay. Wow. So so we're under ZOS, yeah. yeah. So we're under ZOS. We're our part of the – they were, or I, you know, I was, um, so part of this the, is,
0: yeah, this start. The firmware. Actually, yeah. Did you actually work on the original channel processor firmware going back what, about 50 years or something? Yes, 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 yes. You were, okay. You were part of this.
2: So I wrote a, a small amount of code. I mean, that's all I can claim credit to.
0: Martin, your time device, your time traveling device, does work. We just found the victim.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's uh, we keep. keep That's getting, quite uh,
0: impressive, uh, Mister. Mister. <laughs> 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 I'm almost to just a rebound, but Shay, you you know what? Channel processors are obviously, but they go back about almost. I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to say almost about fifty years, when the original three CC architecture was devised. In terms of you have, se- you have separate CPUs, or oh, sorry, uh, processing units <laughs> rather not CPUs, you have separate processing units looking after I/O. This is where this whole concept comes from. Back in the days, they all run with their. I'm almost him to say operating system, but IBM bundled this as part of the greater what was then called OS 360. But again, right. you're looking at yeah. late 60s, early 70s, when VM was just invented. As in the first hypervisor in history. Right. More or less. Yep. Yeah. Full disclosure, I'm a, I'm about 150 years old. Mm. I use time traveling myself. That's the reason why we set up this podcast in the first place. I'm joking. <laughs> IBM pretty much coined the term hypervisor at the time because you're talking about the early 70s. And the idea, of course, because of the price range of the then called mainframes was horrible. The idea was actually to share that hardware between different lines of business, IT departments, whatever you want to call them, at a price. And that's exactly why VM became the hypervisor of choice on these mainframes. And of course, the VM was able to run DOS which was an early, not to be confused with Microsoft DOS, but rather something uh, which IBM actually called this operating system, OS 360, which was a mainframe operating system at the time, and all the rest of them. And that was the overall idea, which was time-sharing before even Unix called it time-sharing in terms of subdividing the capacity of a mainframe between different operating systems at the time which was pretty unique at the time to start with. So, so what do you do for a living, if I may ask?
2: Right now, um, I am actually the uh, primary caretaker for my father, uh, okay. which t- takes up most of my time. You know, I'm, I'm still interested in this stuff. Uh, and I'm trying to sort of dip my feet back into... Into doing these things, um, but mainly I'm a hobbyist.
0: You send a lot of feedback, as I said, at least about hmm. twenty thousand. Yes, oh. <laughs> Martin, you're exaggerating. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I. The, hmm. the, the, these...
1: Did Did you start at the start, uh, Shay, or did you start at the end? Oh,
0: uh, I start
2: well. So I'm at the. So I'm current, and, and I'll comment on those, and then I'm going from the. From the beginning, at the right. same time, right. so, so right. rather than right. so it's more like once a week. It's more like once yeah. a week instead right. of once every two weeks, which is the schedule. And eventually, I'll catch up.
0: I mean, you're probably the person that contributed the most feedback so far. And Martin, of course, is, is exaggerating because it's way less than twenty thousand males. It goes back to what seventeen thousand three hundred forty or something like this. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> We're, was anyone able to
2: uh comment on this uh specific piece of feedback about the um compiling uh c- compiling from source such as if you use gentoo links from scratch yeah
0: uh, links from scratch uh, or ge- or gentoo
2: gentoo yes because um, you you actually compile from source so uh, we
0: yeah, go ahead, Tori.
2: So the, I, I I heard on uh, a different podcast, uh, it's open source security. They said that uh, maybe if you compile from source, you could avoid uh, certain types of exploits that rely on fixed addresses in, in an address space. I, I haven't verified any of this, and I was thinking about it earlier. I'm like... Yeah, the binary might be different, but is it really that different? And and does that give us any defense? Does anybody know?
0: Yeah, it does, if you want to put a certain level of of effort into this. The thing is that, if you're talking about a distribution, and Martin, correct me if I'm wrong, if you're talking about a distribution that can do verifiable builds, or even signed builds, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, you're off the hook in terms of in that case, nobody has tampered with the build process, never mind the executable, or the or, or the or the distribution package. In that case, you're not too far off from this result. I mean, what Linux from scratch and Gentoo give give you is essentially the capability of compile your code on your local machine. And people, for the reference, if you miss that episode, it's, I think it's ninety two, maybe eighty nine mm-hmm. or eighty eight. Links will be, of course, in the show notes, where actually Martin and myself go through the different options that you have in terms of if you want to roll your own build, in terms of your own distribution.
1: Yeah, because even if you roll your own build, right, you're still going to pull down code from somewhere, which you then would have to verify. So it's, yeah, um, in a way, you could argue that a predefined build that has been... Uh, checked and and verified and is, is is key signed is is safer that way. That, At that least you but, know someone's done that work for you. But, but
2: let, let's
0: let's take the yeah. case
2: of a of a zero day exploit. So so let's say let's say um, nobody tampered with the Shay, source.
0: Shane, before we go further for the one member of the audience who is not familiar <laughs> with the with the concept, <laughs> we should probably explain what a zero day is. Okay. Me. Yes, of course.
2: <laughs> because Martin <laughs> well, of myself do,
0: do not know squat about security. <laughs> yeah, so
2: so a zero-day uh, exploit is one that you have zero days to fix. It's in production. I mean, it's a, it's a bug. I mean, all software has bugs. Uh, it's just how bad is it? And, uh, you know, if someone's exploiting that in the wild, then you, being the system... Owner, operator, administrator—you have zero days to fix it. I, I think that's where it comes from.
0: Essentially, zero day is yeah. a vulnerability without a patch available. That is.
1: Well, it's vulnerability right. that was first discovered, right? Which is why it's exactly. I, so it's I think that, no that's why it's zero it's days. Has, yeah, That's no solution exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they're all the same definition. Indeed.
2: Same thing. Yeah, I mean it's it's one so that should have been fixed yesterday. Exactly. If you have
1: a zero day, in production. they hadn't found it yesterday. if you have a zero day in
0: production, you're fucked. Essentially, uh, yeah. it just it is a awesome disaster waiting to happen.
2: So oh, what like. I'm what I'm saying is that if there's a zero day that relies on some sort of fixed address in the executable, uh, w- is it is it the case that um, compiling you know, having having compiled an executable locally um, is it the case that we could avoid this class of exploit? Does, does that make sense to you? Am I saying that right? I might not be saying it correctly.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not entirely sure why you would have a fixed address in a um, it boils down
0: to, yeah. I
1: Unless mean, it's hardware related, but then it's, it's more like, yeah.
0: yeah. I think it boils down to address space randomization mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Address space randomization. Yeah, I- exactly. I mean, if you can't, if, if you cannot predict a certain address, I reckon a certain that, amount of stack overflow attacks will fail. And
2: that—that's something that uh, that OpenBSD does. Is this randomization in the?
0: Uh, every address space, they if, all do. Every kernel of a later date, as I think Linux does it, and links may or may not in the show notes, does it since two point something, and the BSDs certainly have caught up in the last ten years anyway. So if if anybody is out there thinking about a zero day attack <laughs> with regards to that specific issue, forget about it. What happened? Because they all... And, and Windows does it too, by the way. So they all do it. Full stop. So that vector is gone. But before we dive into much more technical issues, and we're going to lose the rest of the audience... Um, we have a four-hour limit on the podcast. I think <laughs> an episode of recording. Maybe now. You'll have to time pay to uh, re- post-production <laughs> overtime. <yeah>. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> Martin. And this is where the, this is exactly the point in time where marketing comes into play. So what? What? Any status up <laughs> so
1: We can't this... afford marketing with all this post-production. You <laughs> <laughs> know this,
0: <laughs> So again, uh, people, if you're listening out there, if you wanna, if you wanna go for shipping in, a bed with. Of is this a slide of your time without being paid in terms of marketing? <laughs> uh, the is marketing are the addresses marketing Linux in You, <laughs> free, free you might not get email. an answer. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no jokes yeah. aside, Shay, that has been more than interesting. But now the, I reckon it's now is the time to wrap this up. If there's one remaining question from me, It's always interesting to see where listeners think this podcast is going in terms of we have an alternate schedule of external guests and so-called internal episodes where we just talk about things that matter to us without a third party being present. But what is your opinion on something called Linux in-laws, if you have any?
1: Well, opinion. He's already given us his, his opinion at the start. It's more about
0: as the, the,
1: the format. Point, Would you uh, want to see any that, changes? Yeah. You know, it's...
0: The, the point that I'm trying to make here is, Martin, yeah. is if there's anything that Chase is thinking about what could be done better. Mm. Uh, and For example, Martin thinks about turning this into a much more black humor thing. And anytime we discuss this, I'm telling that Vladessa, as in our main voice actress, with regards to vampire episodes, come at a price. So without this Patreon or PayPal thing, it's going to be a hard stretch (laughs) from a commercial perspective. Now, fair enough, we can write the stuff ourselves, but somebody has to do it. But then people always think about more, a te- more technical approach. So uh, where do you see this going? I mean, certainly you were attracted to the podcast for a reason, and you explained that reason quite well. Thank you very much. But if you have anything to share on where do you think that Linus Linloss is going, given the fact that we have, I think, a second listener already with Biku, we might as well take this into <laughs> account. I'm joking, of course.
1: Yes, PQD do write in because we haven't heard from you for a bit.
0: Sure. So, Shay, speak your mind.
2: Um, I mean, if it were up to me, I would. I would. Uh, you know, I enjoy the. I I enjoy both. Uh, but I, I do like the technical side of things. Okay. Um, I do. I I actually really got a lot out of your uh, dissection of this. Uh, CVE
0: 2019 15126. Ah. That was the one about the end of the world, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, I mean, it was great. It was
2: great. It was entertaining. It was informative. It was it was great. Normally, the end of the world is. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> no, but it's something that I, I don't get. You know, uh, like okay, I said... I. I removed from the industry and, and you know, I'm interested in in knowing how things work. And and I think you have a way of putting it that's both entertaining and informative, you know. Um, Like I said, there are some podcasts like, uh, let's see, there's this, well, I won't mention names, free marketing, right? Um,
0: You can if you want to.
2: There's, I, I think, I forget his name. It's something Stormcast, something Stormcast. But basically, in the morning, he goes, he, it's very dry. I mean, it's, it's, um, but it's very informative, you know. And then there's other podcasts that are, uh, just all fluff. I, I, I'm somewhere in the middle. I, I, I like, I like what you guys do. It's, a, I'm, I'm a big fan.
0: Much appreciated. Full disclosure: we didn't pay Shay to be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to squeeze you in, thing? in. <laughs> 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 Martin. Unless I know something, I, I, I think I, he does. You know I something? I definitely knows.
1: deserves a t-shirt though for for his, his feedback efforts. Let, yeah, me, sure.
0: let me get let me get cracking on this. Will 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 a sticker do instead of a t-shirt? Because we're <laughs> a t-shirt. <laughs> No shame. Uh, jokes aside, much appreciated. And people, if you're still listening. The email address is never marketing or not is feedback at Linux at because, as Martin and myself said quite a few times in the last three and a half years, this is your show. Yeah. Yes, yes. If you have any suggestions, changes, whatever, feel free Topics, to send feedback. Topic, yeah. Um, and exactly. Yeah. And maybe now is the time to squeeze in three and four hours, 30, 35 minutes and 20 seconds about the community feedback that I got, apart from the emails that we get regularly, I'm almost tempted to say about the stuff that I picked up on the, on the various community events that I go to. Because that's exactly what you do not see on the shows regularly because When Martin and myself set up this format about three and a half years ago, we had a couple of ideas. Turns out that this format really hits some spots, I'm tempted to say.
1: Yeah, it's not for everybody,
0: right? Um, Exactly. It's not for everybody. So if you're in the politically correct quarter, Linux-in-laws is not for you, I'm afraid. (laughs) Exactly. If you are... I'm, I'm almost tempted to say, to use a very German phrase, if you have to go to the cellar to laugh, and again, you cannot translate this because it's not. Uh, <laughs> what does, does this it? mean? <laughs> you have to go to the <laughs> cellar to <tomorrow>.
1: laugh.
0: <laughs> I mean, you, I, mean you, I mean, normally that means you, you're 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 disclosing that you have fun. That's is this is a german thing is it <laughs> very, very much so yes very much so. the okay. german listeners the, the two german listeners will know what i mean essentially what it boils down to if you are hesitant to close that you're having fun you can't the not for you fun. exactly oh, no. Okay. No, no 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 but jokes aside but if you're outside these quarters this is for you essentially what we do with the show it's basically the brainchild of myself, but as I said, if you have any 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 ideas, feel free to send mails feedback. A little something to you. But the thing is that I go to community events regularly, in terms of FrostCon, which is one of the biggest German community events, and all the rest of it, and the feedback that I pick up there was I was of course I was fully I was wearing the Obvious... The t-shirt. Linux in-laws t-shirt, exactly. Excellent,
1: excellent.
0: The point that I got was basically, keep on doing what you do. And full disclosure, Martin and myself went to Fostem. Well, that's a quite putting it. I, I think I dragged Martin into Fostem's kicking and screaming. <laughs> it, it had
1: been a while <laughs> since. <I've been. laughs>
0: exactly. And but was, we presented to... I'm almost tempted to say uh, less than full auditorium, but we managed yeah. exactly. But we <laughs> managed to pull Mart- Matthias Kirchner mm. yes. on stage without mm. prior notice. i might on my head, And 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 we picked up quite a few comments afterwards. Martin, you will probably remember the session in the bar later on mm. with uh, Mr. Flash and all the rest of them. That and also basically, uh, Peter Ken, if you're listening, um, Peter was the guy basically from I can't remember the name of the podcast, but links, of course, will in the show notes. Peter Ken got us this kind of value feedback, and Martin, he was supposed to be on the show quite soon. I don't know what happened, but maybe we can work on this later. Peter Ken, of course, being of podcast fame, he's he provided some value feedback after. We get our presentation at them. So the point that I'm making here is that this is not about us. This is about you. So the more you give back, the more you will be able to enjoy this. Because at the end of the day, we're not just doing this for ourselves. This is all about you. And with these thoughtful remarks, I'm almost tempted to say to call this a close. Shay, any parting remarks before the? Oh yeah, we have to the do pox, the pox. The pox yeah, yeah, the pox, of course. The yes. Pox. So Shay, what's your pox? So, are we going to do an anti-pox? Of course, we can do, we an, can. Anti-pox, yeah? we can yeah. do an anti-pox. Apart okay. from Microsoft, but because that has been covered an awful lot.
2: So uh, my, so my, <laughs> I have my pox here. It's a uh, it's it's a book that I is it's in the the herstory section uh, in the bookstore online.
1: Sorry, say that again. Which section?
2: <laughs> the the story. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I listen. The, yeah. So I used to call it. I used to say it was his story with two S's mm. in his face, right? His story. But yeah, then they yeah, yeah. they accused me of being a misogynist. So I yeah, so I call yeah. it her story. Fair enough. Anyway,
1: so it's this well, it
2: says productivity. Maybe,
1: maybe, maybe the it story is a bit more. <laughs> what the it it story rather than the the his or her story. Anyway, carry on.
2: Oh, the it story—that's yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think of that. That's great. Okay,
1: carry the, on. The it story. Yeah.
2: The it story. I like that. Anyway, it's productivity machines, German appro- appropriations of american technology from mass production to computer automation the history of computing that's what it says right here
0: wow that's a cool, <laughs> but i'm certainly but i'm certain that i can put a link in the show notes <laughs> in case every and anybody wants to look this up it sounds fascinating though
2: i don't know i just thought it was i thought it was funny when i saw it and i thought Absolutely. of. Uh, i thought of chris immediately <laughs> Thank
0: you. <laughs> Much appreciated. Martin, what's your pox?
1: Uh funnily enough I have a book as well since I had a um a birthday. Since when do you read? I had a birthday recently and <laughs> I was twenty one again, so someone gave me a book.
0: Ah! <laughs> when I caught you and you and I could just leave a voice message. Yes. I was I busy reading my book. <laughs> <laughs> I recall it well. Anyway, let's <laughs> worry about this. So Martin, Mr. pox <laughs> Anyhow,
1: it's uh, it's it's one of the Stephen Hawking ones. It's the the last one he did with um uh, with, with some uh, with the help of someone else. But it was uh, okay. It's called the uh, Brief Answers to the Big Questions. Um, oh,
0: sounds philosophical. Yes,
1: yes, it but, would be. Uh,
0: Hence, he could be distracted on your birthday, as he's right.
1: Well, so, uh, it's it's, it's really the, yeah, the, the, the the big 10 questions, right, uh, which we all probably think about. Like what? Well, name uh, no, no, be no one. You, force, you should, that sort of thing. No, that's not a big big question, is it? Sorry. But what? Well, is there a God? Can we predict the future? Is time travel possible? Which we already know, of course. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> Martin, these, these, <laughs> this is old news. So, what's the big deal?
1: <laughs> well, no, this is just his take on these things, right, which is quite interesting.
0: Okay, links may or may not in that case be in the show notes.
1: Links are always in the show
0: notes. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, Martin, I, we discussed this all before. I mean, what's the big deal? Town travel, of course, is. Well, the no problem energy. is we didn't
1: write a book about it. This is. <laughs>
0: well, true, but. <laughs>
1: I know, I know. Too. Just, okay, just checking enough. if he's got it all right.
0: <laughs> that. That's okay. No worries, no worries, no worries. Okay. Uh, my, fork, my, my box is actually a movie called Francis Batch. Links, of course, will be in the show notes. It's a thriller. And this is where I'm going to leave it at, because otherwise I will be spoiling the whole thing. It's very entertaining. Just on it's mission. based in
1: France, by any chance.
0: <laughs> uh, as I said, I won't do any more details, because that would be spoiling the whole thing. And with that, Shay, thank the you very an- much anti-box. for being here. Antibox. I don't have any. Well, apart oh. from Microsoft, but that's the usual antibox. Anyway. Yeah, that's...
1: Good enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, that's okay. right. We don't have to have an
0: antibox. Shay, thank you very much for being here. Much, much appreciated. And keep on listening. Uh, as I said, Shay, if there's anything you want to change about the format, just let us know at feedback at linuxinlaws.au. Martin or myself will pick it up, and funding provided, we... May certainly concept of the whole thing.
2: Very good. Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: And, uh, yeah, it would be nice to catch up with you in a, in a few years' time when uh, yes. you've caught up with the backhats. Very <laughs> <So. laughs> yeah, nice. Thanks again.
0: Take care. Thanks, guys. Thanks, bye.
1: Bye-bye. Well. This is the Linux in-laws. You come for the knowledge.
0: But stay... For the madness. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. listening. This podcast is licensed under the latest version of the Creative Commons license, type attribution share alike. Credits for the intro music go to Blue Sea Roosters for the song solid Margaret, to Twin Flames for their piece called The Flow, used for the segment intros, and finally to Celestial Ground for their song Sweet Justice, used by The Dark Side you find these and other ditties licensed under cc at jamendo a website dedicated to liberate the music industry from choking copyright legislation and other crap concepts